Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, we are back in the studio today talking about um, Advent season. Um, Jonathan, can you remind us what Advent is? Well, Advent, uh, we refer to those a few Sundays before Christmas as uh, the Advent season. Advent means coming. As we've mentioned before, we're looking forward to the incarnation, the birth of Christ, but also we're looking forward to his second coming. If you look at uh, Titus chapter 2, let me just grab it real quick here. It says uh, in Titus 2.11, for the grace of God appeared bringing salvation for all people. That refers to his first coming. Um, And then it In verse 13, it talks about us waiting for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's referring to his second coming. So we have two advents we're actually looking for. One, we look back on the first coming. We look ahead to the second coming of Christ. Cool. And just real quickly, we know that there are some people out there that, that might have difficulty with this whole idea of an advent season and celebration of Christmas. They They see this as somehow... Um, a secular idea and a mindset, and, and we're sensitive to that um, perspective. Um, we're not trying to say that Jesus Christ was born on December 25th. We understand that that he it could have been a way different time of the year. Um, what we're just simply acknowledging is that Jesus was born yeah. at some point in time. We live in a culture that has, in the, at least in the Western culture, that has celebrated that at December 25th. To me, um, I don't want to speak for these guys, but to me, I'm just using this as an opportunity because my culture is going to be talking about his about Christmas anyway. Um, I'm they going can't to see your air quotes. They could, they could, they <laughs> felt they felt the air quotes. <laughs> that this is an opportunity, at least within the church family, my own family, to hopefully direct people to the heart of. The first coming of Christ. What? Well, why did he come? What tru- did he accomplish? And truly, our message is about the life, death, and resurrection, and ascension of Christ. And somewhere in our uh, year as uh, pastors, we're going to be bringing different elements of that out before the congregation. Yeah. Paul, Paul said, I know nothing among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Well, you don't get to a crucified Christ to, if you didn't have a Christ that came into the world. That's right. And so we're not trying to bind consciences and say that you have to do this. I would look at it and say, why not? Why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I not? love talking about the birth of Christ and the work of Christ and the person of Christ. And mm-hmm. if this just gives me an opportunity to to say that in a different way, uh, based upon the truths of scriptures, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the opportunity. Absolutely, and the and the Bible gives a lot of. Um, words and sentences and paragraphs about this very topic in in you know at least th- three of the gospels. So we are at Zechariah's prophecy today. We're in Luke chapter 1 and Zechariah was well can one of you guys give us the context of this before I read it? 
Zachariah was John the Baptist's father, right? So Zachariah had uh, the angel Gabriel appear to him and, and say that his wife and him were going to give have a child. Um, they were quite old. She was barren, had never given had any children, um, and Zachariah doesn't believe the angel. Questions and doubts doubts him because of that. He he could not speak until the birth of his son. And so what happens is the son is born. They name him according to what the the angel had instructed, which was not a name that was expected. Um, And after Zechariah writes on a tablet, his name is John, he now has the ability to speak, and this song or prophecy is, is what he says. So he says this, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. I think the thing that, that strikes me right off in this, this prophecy is, well, one, you, you've got just two sentences here, um, verses 68 through 75 um, is one, and it's all past tense. And then you get to, to verse 76 through 79, you have the second se- sentence, and it's future tense. And it, the work of God is so sure through his Son, it's spoken of past tense. Um, the work of John the Baptist is, is spoken of future tense. But the other thing that I, that's incredible here is just how dense this song or prophecy is in Old Testament language. Mm-hmm. There are at least 10 different books referenced in this song, which is incredible for how much Old Testament theology is just embedded here. You know, Zacharias was a, a person of the book. Yep. I mean, he yep. he understood the the word of God. I, I'm, I'm impressed with the, uh, you know, what he... Uh, speaks of regarding uh, the prophecy concerning John the Baptist. You know, of course, he's received word from the angel what uh, John the Baptist would do, and he's reiterating that in these in verses seventy-seven and following. He talks about how uh, John the Baptist is going to go before the Lord to prepare his way. He's he's going to you know he we will see John the Baptist saying uh, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Uh, you know this is his, the ministry that he takes up. But there's more there. He's going to give knowledge of salvation to his people and the forgiveness of their sins. He's going to remind them of forgiveness, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is important. 
uh, because of the tender mercy of God, he's going to bring out the, you know, we think of, we, we hear a harsh sound from John the Baptist when he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And yet he's speaking about the tender mercies of God. Yeah. Um, you know, repentance is a gift that God gives to his people. Yeah. And so this is a, this is a beautiful statement there. And, uh, and uh, he, he says he's going to give light to those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death. Which is a very he's he's going to present an apologetic for who God is. Yeah, he's you know he's going to bring he's going to bring light. He's going to bring an apologetic of of who God is and and uh, you know a defense of of God. He he's going to bring that to people who are otherwise uh, dying in their sins. And then he further to guide our feet in the way of peace. How then shall we live? Mm-hmm. So he takes them through forgiveness, through an apologetic to how should we then live? Yeah, the song is framed with this one great theme. Um, right away he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. He ends by saying, Whereby the sun rise, this is actually in the old King James Day Spring, so Jonathan's church name, whereby the, the sunrise shall visit us from on high. Well, those are not throwaway phrases. Zechariah is actually grabbing language from Genesis 50. At the end of the book, Joseph is dying, and he says, I am about to die, but God will visit you and bring you out of this land to the land that he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Zechariah is grabbing this great promise from the Old Testament and says, we have a God that visits to redeem. Mm -hmm. And the great theme of Zechariah's promise is, Prophecy is redemption. Mm -hmm. And so what he's doing, he's saying, just like God redeemed Israel from Egypt, which is the picture of our redemption through Christ, so now God has visited his people again, not to deliver us out of the slavery of Egypt, but the theme of Zechariah's prophecy is he's redeeming us from from the slavery of sin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because he's visiting us again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe just as the smallest side note, because um, you mentioned this twice about how he is quoting lots of scripture, and this is in the form of a prayer or in the form of a song. Um, brother or sister Christian, if, if you struggle with, with praying, um, take this model that Zachariah does here or that Jonah does when he's in the belly of the whale and pray scripture. Mm-hmm. This is a powerful way to um, interact and commune with God because what Zechariah is doing is he's acknowledging that God is faithful and he's using the language of Scripture to do it. Mm-hmm. If you struggle with your prayer life, don't act like, I mean, don't think that you have to, to come up with your own words. Use Scripture to pray. End of, end of, when, end of parenthesis. You know, he's, you know, as you pointed out earlier, uh, Zechariah uh, was mute. He couldn't talk uh, because he disbelieved the promise that he had received, so he's had about nine months to reflect on this. <laughs> okay, and, <laughs> I believe, Lord, I believe. <laughs> he's had about nine months, and he's and and so he's probably he's 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 been thinking about uh, the the birth of this son for a while and what it means in relationship to the scripture. And it's interesting that his first words are. Going back and saying, "No, I really do. I do believe. I do believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do believe that if God promises something, it will come to pass." Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so for um for for us around the table, you know, we hold to covenant theology, 
And one of the things that Zechariah does here is he ties the covenants together, at least at least two of them. Mm-hmm. He, he basically is saying, oh, the offspring of Abraham is the same offspring that was promised to David that would sit on the, the throne. Um, at least that's what it's foreshadowed. And very much in, in verse 70 that he says, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, plural, from of old. Mm-hmm. So what he's saying is, you want to know about not only the, my child, but the child that he's the forerunner of? Mm-hmm. Oh, just go back to the prophets, because they're all talking about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all talking about this coming Messiah that was promised to Abraham, that yeah. was promised to David, um, that was really actually promised, promised to Genesis, Adam. <laughs> yeah. in Genesis 3.15. And they all are, have talked about it. They, none of them give a complete picture, but all of them give a picture. Yeah. A, a nugget here, a, a snippet mm-hmm. there of this one that's coming. And maybe you're a new Christian and you struggle with reading your Bible because it, a lot of it doesn't make sense to you. And and here we have in the New Testament the way to understand the Old Testament. How do you understand the Old Testament? It really is all talking about Jesus. Now, there's a couple of resources. For, for a children's book, there's the Jesus Storybook Bible, I think mm-hmm. by Sally yep. Lloyd-Jones. Lloyd-Jones. But then there's uh, Jesus on every page by Dr. David Murray. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you're struggling with how to understand the Bible, these are great resources, especially the kids' book. Maybe, maybe you should start there. Yep, start there. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Jesus story book Bible, because in every one of these Old Testament stories, it is whispering Jesus. And I, I just to close, Zacharias just gives us a good picture of saying, we have a God that none of his words are throwaway words. All of his words will come to pass. And so as a, as a child of God, continue to go into to God's word and cling to the promises that he's made about you in Christ and live out of those promises. Amen.